We're back! Welcome to Lunch Plus. I don't know what that voice was, but it happened. Uh, thank you so much for joining us today. Make sure that you go ahead and take the time to share the broadcast, but also comment so that we can say hello to you as you're hopping on. Joni is on, Hannah's on, Prilla's on, Johnny's on. We've got our family here, and we're here with Paul and Buddy and myself, and we're sorry we're a couple minutes late. We were working through a couple technical pieces that we needed to get straightened, but now we're set and ready to go. And praise God we did because it's going to be an awesome day in store for you because here's what we've got coming up in eight minutes. We have everyone's favorite food mash. And I'm excited because I assembled the food today. What are we going to have to eat? It won't be shoes. <laughs> and then after that. <laughs> Praise God. Thank you. It'll be truth talk. We've got a really, why are Abby, Marky, and I in a closet eating baby food? You're going to have to find out because I don't really have a good answer. Um, but, and right after that, my top 10 list of my favorite chain restaurants. It's going to be awesome. And then what's the word with Pastor Brown? Yes, it's going to be great. The man who would be king. Bump it up. But right now, it is family chat. We're just going to go ahead and dive right in since we were a couple minutes late so we can get all the best questions in. Question number one of the day. Pumpkin pie or apple pie? Ooh. I really don't like either of them. So Pumpkin. Pumpkin 100%. Apple probably. Okay. Pumpkin. Pumpkin. I get my own pumpkin pie at Thanksgiving at my mom's house. Really? Yes. I love pumpkin pie. Like, I will eat a slice and then I'll take the whole pie home. I, I've <laughs> had maybe one piece of apple or a pumpkin pie in my entire life. Hey, like a full well, piece. You've like been deprived. <laughs> no, I had it recently because oh. I never liked the texture of it and I had it as an adult. I think I had it at Thanksgiving a couple years ago and I, I'm good. I'm a pass. Mm. I mean, I love apple pie. Prilla says apple, Hannah says apple, Kevin says apple, Deb and Debbie both say pumpkin though. Deb says pumpkin with a jack-o'-lantern behind the pumpkin. Deb's is all in caps lock too, which means Especially like she's in Especially if you it. take pumpkin pie and you put like whipped cream, like a little thing of whipped cream on top. No, um, what? A dollop. My, a dollop of daisy. No, what my mom used to do is she used to make like um, a pumpkin mousse. So it like, you know, chocolate mousse pie where it's like whipped almost. You know that? She's done that with pumpkin, and that's good. It's not as, like, dense as pumpkin pie. I like the flavor of it, but... Johnny says apple. Lisa says pumpkin. Okay. I, I think we're split, but the guys... I'll vote pumpkin again. Pumpkin wins. <laughs> <laughs> pumpkin wins for right now because we're we're going into we're going into fall. Deb says that she's adamant pumpkin, so we'll just say pumpkin one. Question number two. Hey, ma'am. <laughs> hey, ma'am. Uh, ice cream ice or frozen yogurt? They are literally the Dif same. I was just yeah. about to say different. Um, <laughs> uh, super different. <laughs> I don't know that there's quite a difference. Well, I looked up the difference. I think like there's. Some more egg white in ice cream. <laughs> I think that's. I it. I feel like they're so like using sweet frog as the as the balance. Like, are you sweet frog or Baskin Robbins? Like, if we'll just take that out of it, I've sweet never, frog or Baskin. I've never had Baskin Robbins. Okay, sweet frog or any other ice cream establishment mm -hmm. that there is. <laughs> I don't. They okay. don't. But it all tastes the same to me. Just one's it's, soft and one's like well, hard. They've got different. You're the texture dude. You won't eat cake because of the texture of it. When I take my texture. tongue across the ice cream, they both make a sweet milk. 
That was a really <laughs> gross sentence. Like, I yeah. processed in my brain. Like, it was really gross. So, the only difference is ice cream, you could put, like, chunks of cookie dough and chips in it. You can do, you can do that. That's sweet you frog. Can, you can do that. Well, you. you have to put, like, hand put them in there. <laughs> I... If it's in a waffle cone, I don't care. Kevin says that Paul has lost his mind. Joni says uh, that they are different, buddy, and that her preference is ice cream. Johnny says ice cream. I, I'm a sorbet person, even if it is normally uh. ice cream, so I like frozen yogurt better when it's fruit. Now, if it's not like a fruity flavor, then I want ice cream. Ice cream is not supposed to be fruit anyways. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> it's chocolate or vanilla with cookie cream, cookies and cream or cookie are you dough. Are you a fruit, like, are, when it comes to cold ice cream or frozen yogurt, I don't know why I said cold, because Gelato. how else are you going to eat it? Do you mm-hmm. want it to be, like, of the creamy, chocolatey, vanilla, caramel type, or do you want it, like, fruity, blackberry, sherbet, I might all that hurt your stuff. feelings here, though, but... I might hurt your feelings. I prefer TCBY over Sweet Frog. I don't know what that is. Really? It's the original frozen yogurt place. You know what is a totally different game changer? Like, just to throw this whole question out the window, custard. Frozen custard is... Highway 55, they have frozen custard. Culver's, oh my gracious, custard is so good. Once again, I it think all it's all good. <laughs> Just, just add a spoonful of peanut well, butter past, to it. What we were talking about yesterday, we have to run from those, those uh, youthful yeah. lusts. And now we're talking <laughs> about ice cream. Question number three. <laughs> Come on, babe. Chicken nuggets or chicken fingers? Totally different. These are very different things. That was a very strong reaction it depends that you on, got right there. I felt like Marky. Yeah, I guess it very depends different. on, it really comes down to the brand and where. That's like, true. Like... <laughs> Cookout's chicken nuggets are totally different than like McDonald's chicken nuggets. As they should be, because cookouts and, like, are good. You can get chicken strips from like cookout, but then if you get like homemade chicken strips. So but if I Hannah says chicken fingers, Kevin says chicken wings, flats, Deb says fingers, um, Jade just, says like, nuggets. Saying, forget the options. I'm just making my own. So here's my <laughs> thing with, with chicken fi- there's where Kevin is. It's, I didn't know where it was. <laughs> chicken sneaky, fingers sneaky. has has a lot of chicken. It, like it's a high density chicken ratio to the breading. I like and, chicken fingers. And I like chicken nuggets. Okay, I want good This breading. is where it comes down. If I'm driving, chicken nuggets. I can dip one, throw the whole thing in my mouth. <laughs> chicken dinner, you have to take a bite, set it down, and then that occupies my hands for too long while I'm supposed to be 10 and 2. Jade says nuggets. Johnny <laughs> says fingers. Debbie says fingers. Grayson says Chick-fil-A nuggets. Grayson and I can share food for sure is what I'm learning. I thought you were anti-Chick-fil-A. I like uh, I am anti Chick Fil A, but she says unless nuggets. chicken nuggets are involved. Chicken nuggets are good. <laughs> uh, Grayson also says Bojangles chicken tenders. Look at that. I, it really does come down to where we're eating it from. But as a whole, I want the chicken nuggets because it is quicker and there's a good breading ratio on the chicken, for sure. Okay. And just like that, buddy. Dinosaur is over chicken it. nuggets. <laughs> that wins. What? Dinosaur chicken nuggets. Dino nuggets. <gasps> what? Like the. Dinosaur-shaped chicken nuggets in the frozen food. It is a staple in the Stallings and the Nowhere yes. household because George. In the Stallings house, you either George, get, you, you either get, yes. yes. <laughs> you, and you have you to play with kids. them while you eat them. Like, Paul would still eat them without <laughs> Oliver. <laughs> oh, 
The T-Rex ate his head. Ah, you have to play with them. Okay. George for sure does. Fun-shaped like, nuggets. That's the good thing about chicken nuggets. It's either diner nuggets in their house or Paw Patrol. And they can run into the mashed potatoes that are on your plate. Like there can be like obstacles in their way. And for if you sure. got ketchup, the dipple man, <laughs> just picturing you into the lava. at dinner, just <laughs> running the diner stores into the mashed potatoes. It's true. Deb says Dino Nuggets in their house as well. See, we're among we're among family. No, she didn't say nuggets. She says nuggies. Dino Nuggies. <laughs> Dino Nuggies. <laughs> Chicken Nuggs. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you for being with us for Family Chat. We are about to hop into Food Mash, Buddy's favorite segment of all time. And it's about to be yours, too. Stick around to find out why. And we'll see you back here in just a couple seconds. You scared me, Abby. <laughs> Hi, guys. Hello. Welcome. Hello. To lunch. <laughs> Plus, we have an awesome broadcast for you today. Yeah, we do. Starting off, we have... Paul stops laughing. And after that, we have our uh, segment of Food Mash. After Food Mash, we have a uh, Truth Talk episode, first and foremost, with Food Mash, though. Uh, put in the comments what you think we're going to be eating, because I already saw an avocado, and I'm sad. After that, we have Truth Talk. Truth Talk, they're going to be eating baby food in a closet. I don't know why. She's, I don't know why. Uh, after Truth Talk, we have Top 10. Barrett's going to be giving us her Top 10 chain restaurants. We'll probably disagree, because we always do, but that's fine. After that, we got a time of confessions, and then the man who would be king. It's going to be a good broadcast. Pastor Brian says, based off a of family chat a couple seconds ago, that he's picturing dino nuggets stuck in the gravy tar pits on the mountain of mashed potatoes now. Yes. For sure. <laughs> okay. yes. That is, that's what happens with dino nuggets, buddy. That's right. Sure. And Proper. if you dip them in ketchup, then they're falling into the lava from the volcano. Or they're bleeding. Either or. This well, guy. You, after you bite the head, then you dip it so the blood's on it. You guys are messed up. Yes. All right. Well, we're starting <laughs> off today with food mash. Yes. We have our next episode of Food Mash, and it is very exciting. This is kind of desserts, but weird foods that go together to make sort of desserts, but they work. Do they work? I or not. We'll find out. <laughs> I found an article on BuzzFeed. All of these are supposed to taste amazing. So, like, we're set up for success in theory right now. Suppose so that you know. To, that's the key. Suppose. The last time the three <laughs> of us. This all came up in the 70s. The last time the three of us were on any sort of segment where food was, was happened, I'd, we went a little too far. So this is me trying to make it up to the guys with food that's supposed to taste very good together. We'll find out. So first up today, <laughs> we have strawberries and balsamic <laughs> vinaigrette. Yes. Oh. So let's find out. Wait until we all eat them. Paul's a diver inner when it comes to food. <laughs> Girls, when, when I'm not sure about something, you just got to go for it. He, don't think. Don't think. <laughs> okay, so I'm, I'm just going to get... I thought about it. Guess right now in the comments if you think this will work. Now, I do this on my salads regularly. Like, I eat strawberries with Italian dressing often, so I'm great with this. Is there a difference between Italian dressing and balsamic vinaigrette? I'm sure there is, but... There is. 
I'm good with this. I feel like if you're good with fruit on salad, this should work for all of them. I know Barrett is good with it. I mm -hmm. don't know about the I'm guys. good with fruit salad, but not fruit on salad. Do you like this, though? I don't. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> the, so what, is it, what does the it taste like? What does like, it taste like? There you go. <laughs> you, you're going to have those. It's, uh, yeah. It tastes like super vinegary. Um, <laughs> like a pickled strawberry. <laughs> kind of. Yeah, that's what I was going to ask. That's what I was going to ask. Certain things shouldn't be pickled. It does kind of taste, isolated, it kind of tastes that way. I don't think that I would like just go home and make this for a snack. Did you just eat the whole thing? Yeah. There are only two strawberries in each bowl. Except I think Paul got the display one, so he has like four. <laughs> but yeah, like no. I, I don't love this on its own, like just by itself, but I, you put this on some spinach with some cheese and stuff, and it's quite good, for sure. Like, this will work for me. I'm a thumbs up. I'm a, on my salad, I just want cheese, bacon, croutons, and ranch. So, Caesar salad, but ranch. Yep. <laughs> so, buddy, thumbs up or thumbs down? Thumbs down. Thumbs down. Barrett, thumbs up. Works for me. Doesn't even mix. Paul, no. thumbs Boo. down. So, we see who the weird one is here. That's true. <laughs> I knew that this one, I would... I'd bowl out. I, like, I knew for sure when this one happened. I'm like, yeah, they're not going to like that one. This next one, I'm very excited about, All though. right. Next up, we have mango and chili Chili powder? powder. Yes. Mango and well, chili powder. I'm very excited. That sounds like something that Chileans would eat. Yep. So, it's been a spicy, <laughs> How do I eat this with a spoon? I thought that we had a fork, but I... <laughs> I think it's more fun to watch this way. Go ahead gonna, and dive in. I'm going to do it chili powder side down. This works. Oh, 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 there's the kick. It's good. This is good. That's actually a This good. is really good. Is it? Buddy. And I'm, not a, I'm not a big mango fan, but it works. Uh, tropical fruit <laughs> should not be spicy in my in my mind. But eye. if it is. And fruit shouldn't be vinegared. Do you like it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, no. Like I'm literally doing a happy dance. This is great. The mango is so sweet and there's just that little kick of the of the of the cayenne behind it. So it's cayenne pepper and mango. I'm great with this. Wait, is it cayenne pepper or is it chili pepper? It's cayenne. Oh, okay. Nope. I'm a big <laughs> thumbs up. Nope, nope, so nope. Buddy no, Barrett and Paul. Absolutely. 100%. Why, see, why would you do this to your fruit? Why don't you like this? It, why, why would you want spicy fruit? I don't think it's spicy, it's just I mean, a little hot. I, I like spice. But on fruit? On Normally, fresh fruit? I, like on strawberries, I, I would probably say good. no, but on mango, it kind of goes. Well, well you're going to taste like this. Oh, is this the fruit episode? That does not look appetizing. <laughs> is, this is literally the fruit episode. So next up, we that? have green apples. You don't do salsa. this to Granny Smith. <laughs> you don't defile <laughs> Granny like this. Okay, so before I even dive into this, I'm going to say, like, this is the one that I'm the most leery about because I don't like green pepper or green peppers, green apples. And I like I, green apples. Like, I I'm, yeah, I prefer green apples mm -mm. over the red delicious. Now, okay. this is another spicy and sweet one, like the mangoes that y'all liked. Um, so, I don't know what's happening in my mouth. Honestly, the spicy takes out all the tangy and like, all the sour of the, of the I apple. I can't taste the apple. Yeah, the I can't taste the apple at all. The apple's gone, that's pretty much. Sad, that's so sad. I'm going to try to get less salsa. I thought that salsa. would be my favorite part. But I hate the apple peeling, too, so let's try it with jalapeno peeling. Yeah, all, literally all the tang from the apple is gone. 
I even got like a really small amount of salsa that time, and I still can't taste the apple. So it's overpowering it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can't taste that the time apple. I, that bite actually got it tasted more apple. Did I you feel like, like it. With no, if it's just no. a little bit of the salsa, it's not bad. See, yeah, I if like you get the, a big glob of it. It takes the whole apple flavor away. So it's just salsa. But which if you but if you take just bad. like a little bit of like the green pepper that's in the salsa and some of the juice. Mm-hmm. And you still get this a little bit of sweetness out of the apple, but a little mm-hmm. spice, kind of like the mango. I will. So I just like sucked off some of the salsa and just dipped it a little bit, and it takes away the sourness of it. Yeah. Like there's the sweet of the apple now. So I think if you just dip it real quick in like <laughs> picante salsa, <laughs> take <laughs> all, push all good. the tomato and stuff to the side, just the just the salt, the, the juice, and like rapid fire it, like. <laughs> Kevin says he wished he had been participating. I actually made some you some of each of these. So there's oh, a full wow. plate of you the for you. is good for Kevin. Sure did. <laughs> so, um, so the texture of the apple. Like yes. apple has like one of my favorite textures of food. Really? Yeah. Okay. Um, and I like salsa. So it's like a salsa with a texture of the apple. So yeah. I'm actually going to give it a thumbs up. All right. That was I good mean, description. If you go with how I said do it, minus the big chunks of salsa, just a little bit, it's good. I mean, I could only taste the salsa, and I like salsa, so I'm good. Yeah, I don't you can't really. Taste the but apple. I prefer Granny Smith apples with peanut butter. I'm gonna have one more bite. Okay. So overall, this was the one that everyone was curious about, and this is the one that everyone thumbs up. Yep, we're good. It awesome. works. All right. I'm so excited for what's next just for Buddy. Oh, no. We're out of time. Oh, no. Uh, we're going to make I, some time. I don't like avocado either. I know. Well, <laughs> then it stinks for you. Because we have avocado. I'll take the little one. And chocolate. Is that dark chocolate? Yes, it is. Which so, you don't dive like. Is right my avocado in. supposed to have black in it? Yep. Is that a normal thing for avocado? Yep. I've never. Is this supposed to be? Why is it changing the yeah. color of the chocolate? Yeah, it's just been sitting there for a while. Say. It's turning the cho- dark chocolate this? into milk chocolate. It's just chocolate. been sitting for a while. That's so, weird. do you think avocado and chocolate will work? Yes or no? Put it in the comments right now. Enjoy the faces of the guys. Do you think anything with avocado <laughs> works? Which the proper answer is probably no. Go right ahead. Okay, chew it. <laughs> so avocado doesn't have that much flavor. But it has the worst texture. Yeah, that's the. I don't like dark chocolate either. I don't either. Dark chocolate is bitter. Mm-hmm. So far, we have a lot of. We have a sure, and then ew, and then no. It's a really good progression. This is. Mm. No. I'm going to go with a big no. And, double. Mean, double down. Okay, double I'm, I'm going to take no. this next bite unbiased. Okay. <laughs> Deep breath in. Small bite. No, it's horrible. <laughs> <laughs> that felt a okay. little biased to me. So I think this could be good if the avocado was salted and if the chocolate was milk chocolate. Mm-hmm. I don't think dark chocolate and avocado are the best, but even if the avocado was salted with dark chocolate, I still think it'd be good. No. Um, <coughs> this, nope. as it is, nope. does not work for me, though. Nope. Like, this is really? not my favorite. But I think if you modify it a little bit, it ah. could be fine. So out of wow. three people, we got four thumbs down. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Five thumbs down. Five. Mm-hmm. Five thumbs down. Uh, this didn't think that was not possible. Work. I didn't either. But we, we have one more. There's another. Real uh, quick, last one. What? All right. I, I see peanut butter over there, so mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm hopeful. I see a bottle of sriracha. Is this? I'm less is this hopeful. a cookie? I'm not even sure. 
what this is, and I'm supposed to be the one who this knows what it is. This is peanut butter with sriracha. On a cracker? On a cracker. But it's a weird cracker. It's mm -hmm. not a normal cracker. <laughs> this is a whole grain cracker? Yeah. Whole I like whole grain, grain So Wait, so you whip, basically whipped the peanut butter and the sriracha together? Whole grain I did. crackers are good. I melted whole grain the crackers? crackers. I, I melted the peanut butter a little bit, whipped in sriracha, and we have the cracker that you see before you. Uh, it's a really good, gross color. Oh. Oh, crackers are stale. Mm. <laughs> I'm a go. Um, I think it's good. Have you taken a bite? No. No, <laughs> <laughs> oh, those that Great. cracker. That cracker. Yeah, the crackers went through me. I'm good with this. <laughs> there was no crunch to it. I'm no, good. This is good. On the pickle sandwich. Oh. Actually, this no, this pickle. isn't good. <laughs> <laughs> On second thought. It was good. It was good initially, and then the more it was in my mouth, the worse it got. Yeah, no, I'm good with this. Peanut butter is something hard to laugh with in your mouth because <laughs> your tongue sticks out of your mouth. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I'm good with this. There's specific food that this could be good on. I'm great with this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The longer it's in my mouth, the more I hate it. Is this because of sriracha <laughs> and spice? Yeah, just... You just don't like spicy stuff, huh? No, I like spicy stuff, but I don't like... I like spicy stuff in... In, the, in your box. Yeah, where <laughs> spicy stuff belongs. Mm -hmm. not which is not on fruit or <laughs> in peanut butter. <laughs> But you like the mango with the cayenne. No. He did not. No, he didn't. Oh, <laughs> no. just kidding. No. Just, just kidding. Spicy stuff should stay in, like, on a taco. I'm good. Or We could have special tacos with this. Yeah, we could. Peanut, Peanut butter. butter banana tacos. Cute. Yes. We're going to have to invent something to use sriracha peanut nope. butter on. Nope. Well, guys, that's a no from Buddy. A yes from Paul and Barrett. Yep. This has been... Food Mash, we hope you found some inspiration for your next meals. Hope not. <laughs> it's a two thumbs up W for win. It's a good one. Okay. Or Wumbo. We're going to hop into our next segment of Truth Talk. We have a, honestly, you're going to have to find out why we're in there, why we're in this closet eating baby food. Watch right now, and we'll be back right after it's done. <laughs> Have you ever found yourself in a closet? Have you ever found yourself in a closet with nothing to eat but baby food? Have you ever found yourself in a closet with nothing to eat but baby food and you don't know what flavor it is? I hate when that happens. I know. <laughs> it's the worst. Well, we've found ourselves in that exact situation. So I went shopping and I got five flavors of baby food that I just, I thought would be fun to experience. No, we were just in here and it was in here. We, yeah, we that's got right. trapped. The Oops. supplies were here. <laughs> they were here. Are they expired? Who knows? <laughs> but they're here and we're going to try them and try to guess which flavor they are. And I think I will know, but y'all will not. We have some other interesting supplies in Jesus. Can we just wear this for the rest of the episode? Oh, sure. the blood. Okay. <laughs> the first flavor. I hope y'all can see that. <laughs> Oddly enough, on the ingredients list on this, the only ingredients are exactly what the flavor is. Wow. Which is interesting. That's All good. right. So That's this is the baby first food. baby food flavor. 
Okay. Can I open my eyes? Yeah, yeah, you can open it. Now just take a good spoonful of it. Why is it white? A good spoonful uh, of it. It's no! no. <laughs> a good spoonful. Not me. What do you mean no. she got it? They were just here in the closet. Come on, closet! <laughs> no, you need more than that. Get more in your spoon. Oh, how much I didn't got. tell you to get that much. Abby said to get yeah. a good spoonful. Get it. Get a chunk. Come on, Marky. Come on. Get a good spoonful. There you go. There we Where go. Do you Don't be a baby about it. All right. Oh, ho, ho, ho. I'm not excited. <laughs> go for it. Not the worst. Uh, see. <laughs> it's delicious. It's for sure turkey. For sure turkey? I don't know. All right. Turkey or chicken. All right. Well, turkey. you got to come up with a final oh, turkey. What do you think, Marky? <laughs> what are you experiencing? I've never really eaten baby food. Like, I, I don't, so. What did you eat when you were a baby? <laughs> yeah, I was Steak. eating this. <laughs> that texture was like, I felt like I was eating sawdust. It's turkey. Turkey, y'all's vote for yes. turkey. I it is not. chicken oh. and chicken broth. <laughs> okay. I don't like that laugh right there. All right. Oh, that <laughs> sound. It's baby food. Uh. Take a nice spoonful. What in the? Uh. Is this pumpkin? Oh, that's good. Well, I don't know. You gotta, gotta take a nice spoonful, eat it. There's multiple flavors Bananas in it. Bananas in that, gross. Banana. There's two flavors. Strawberry and banana. Two. I don't know how it would turn into that color, but <laughs> strawberry or banana. That's either <laughs> sweet potato or pumpkin or squash. Banana right. squash. So, so strawberry, banana. Strawberry, banana. Why? Right. How are you tasting strawberry? I'm not, but I'm tasting banana, and I don't understand what else you would put with <laughs> banana. Let's go with squash and banana. <gasps> what kind of weird thing is that? With pumpkin, banana. Who puts pumpkin with banana? That is so <laughs> random. I know. That's why That's why the closet gave it to us. That's why the closet gave it to us. I was about to say that's why I bought it, but I didn't buy it, remember? That was very lost The closet gave it to us. It was like, <laughs> the island gave it to us. <laughs> what I'm finding out is if I never want to pack one, like, I could just pack baby food, and I'd be fine. All right. <laughs> You're just the next one, guys. All right. I don't know when I'll get censored. Why are these all orange? <laughs> this is why baby this poop is, gonna is be orange. sweet potato or squash. That smelled gross. I think squash is a good guess. You smelled that for, like, five minutes. <laughs> okay. Ugh. Delicious. Is that sweet potato? I can't tell. I forgot what it was for a second. I can't tell if it's sweet potato or squash. I'm going to guess sweet there potato. I think it is sweet. Once again, sweet potato. Sweet potato. All right. There are, once again, two flavors. So sweet guess the two Sweet potato and squash. <laughs> sweet potato squash? Yep. All right. Marky? Sweet potato and potato. <laughs> well, y'all got the sweet potato right. It's Yay. sweet potato and corn. Oh. I mean, it's a starch potato. I mean... Nope, not the same. <laughs> I'm I'm learning that I don't like any of this. Except like the it. chicken. So far the chicken's been my favorite. That's not exciting to me. Alright. 
Now with this one, there are three flavors. All right. Oh, it's a weird color. Go Why are for all it. these such weird <laughs> colors? Go. I feel like any food blended up would be a weird color. Fruit is not nice. Oh, this is gonna be good. It's pretty. This is good. <laughs> I like this one. I could eat this one. You're gonna find us on the baby food aisle very soon. <laughs> I could live off of this. Right, Call so me applesauce. Remember yeah. apple. Remember, this is three flavors. Ooh, something is like so, tart. Apple, apple, raspberry, apple, blueberry, lemon. Apple, blueberry, lemon. And your vote, Marky. Apple, raspberry, blueberry. Okay. All right, guys. Well, y'all are kind of close. It is pear, parsnip, Ooh. and blueberry. I can taste the pear now. I have no idea what a parsnip is. I didn't <laughs> either. It's like that's, a carrot. That's why the closet <laughs> gave it to us, because the closet didn't know what parsnip was. This I is a good one. I can taste the pear. Yeah. Mm hmm. This is the final round. Three flavors. Let's go for it. This is what it is. I'm, I'm All right. not stoked about it. I'm I I was that kid apparently as a baby. <laughs> like I was I was that kid. Do you have a stomach? Ew. Ew. Your stomach. Oh. <laughs> I know what that is. Alright. That one's not bad. Any guesses? It smells like mango. Mango, orange, pear. Sure. Okay. Mango, orange, pear. Sure. And Marky. Mango, orange, peach. All right, guys. It is mango, apple, avocado. Oh, that's interesting. I would never have guessed avocado, though. The flavorless ingredient in that. Yeah, I just want to know what avocado... The closet wanted us to know what avocado... <laughs> well, yeah. That was a close one. The closet wanted us to know what avocado tasted like. Well, so far, I could eat this one. I could eat the blueberry one. And if I had to, I could eat the chicken one. But once those bad boys were out, then I would be fasting. Oh, my nose is getting wet now. I got it! Phil. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys, we hope you enjoyed that. If you ever find yourself stuck in a closet with baby food, let us know which flavors you got, if you could guess them. Um, what are the next yeah. things you want us to eat when we're trapped in a closet, if it were to ever happen again? Yeah. Yeah, we want to know. We love you guys. <laughs> Go follow us on Instagram if you aren't already at Truth Talk. Whoops. Truth Talk. At Truth Talk. Truth Talk. Truth Talk. Dot vlog and on facebook at truth talk and we love you guys we'll see you next time So, hope you enjoyed seeing us eating baby food in a closet. If you ever find yourself trapped in a closet with baby food, you can live off of that. Your palate may not be super stoked about it, but you could do it. Um, but right now, it is time to hop into top 10. We are here with Paul and Abigail, and as you know, Paul has yet to be thrilled with these lists. I, we'll see if it happens today. Probably not. 
But today is top ten, my top ten, not the world's top ten, <laughs> my top ten favorite chain restaurants. Let's go ahead and dive in with number ten on this list. Bum ba dum. I don't know if either of you will know this. You you may. Noodles and Company. Have you been to Noodles I've and Company? I've never been there. Aww. I've heard good things about the place though. It is so good. It's like an entire restaurant of just noodle dishes. Yeah. That's I mean, all it, it is. sounds amazing, but I've never seen one. There's one in Raleigh, because yep. uh, George and I have been to it once, um, but I used to go here all the time when I lived in St. Louis. So, Noodles and Company is my number 10. Let's go to number 9. Like me some ramen. Mm -hmm. That sounds delicious. Ramen is good. So, number 9. Dun, dun, dun. Yes. Rainforest Cafe. Aww. Yes. So, this is more for ambiance. Oh. I, yep. I thought this would please you. This is more for ambiance of the restaurant than it is for the food. Uh, the food's pretty good. I don't know. You got to get the, the, the Cajun... Uh, the pasta thing? Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's delicious. I really enjoy having prosthetic animals talk to me while I'm eating food. Like, I was that's upset because last time we were there, we didn't get to sit by the monkeys. Yeah. We were over. We were under all like the parrots and everything. I was like, birds are annoying. Monkeys are cool. The elephant is really cool. Like we're at like, so that was my elephant. <laughs> I haven't been there since I think like my fifth birthday party, and it's such like a distant memory. I've wondered if it actually exists or not because yes. I have this like magical memory of yes. being there. Yes. So and exciting. they have a really cool backpack in their gift shop that I won't, <laughs> but I just couldn't bring myself to get it. At the time, I didn't have leading, but you next should. time we're there, if that that urge is still there, I'm getting back. <laughs> so, Buddy puts a question up. He wants to know what defines a chain restaurant. So, this is Barrett's definition. Basically, it's whatever restaurant is franchised in at least four or five different places. That was the standard that I set. I looked up to see if they were all chained, franchised, things of that nature's, but they need nature's. They Nature. needed to be multiple locations and it could it could grow into more so that's that's where i'm at and you'll understand that specific definition when we get to the top five but number eight dun, da, 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 da. buffalo wild wings yes you're I, doing good on this one okay. it's probably going to go away as i keep going but for right <laughs> now <laughs> i really like b-dubs like every so often I really enjoy going to where there's so much exciting things going on. There's all these different sports games. Everybody's very excited to be in the restaurant. Like I spend a lot of time. A lot of my what is B Dubs? Buffalo Wild Wings. Buffalo Wild Wings. Is that an actual name? Well, that's what everybody calls it. B Dubs. Yeah. Are you serious? It's like George W. Bush. Like B Dub. It took me a whole like five seconds to realize <laughs> what you just said. <laughs> okay, continue. <laughs> Sorry. Um, yes, Pastor wants to know what your favorites are. Put them in the comments. See if you agree with my list as we're going. Um, but yeah, do you like Buffalo two, Wild Wings? Two W's. B-dubs. I got it. It just took a little bit, but I got it. Whenever George watches this replay, he's going to be very pleased that this is on the list. Um, the dub represents W for sure. Okay, number seven. <laughs> IHOP. I don't think I've ever been to IHOP except at like two in the morning. <laughs> Their stuffed French toast is delicious. I'm just really pleased that with each of these restaurants, Paul has been smiling. Paul has not like angrily. I know. I was surprised. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> and they have really good omelets. 
Yes, they do. Mm -hmm. Like their blueberry syrup makes my heart grow. It's really exciting. I, but I'm, a, I, I'm, when we go, I'm strictly a stuffed French toast and bacon and sausage. Mm -hmm. Like, and I get the apple stuffed French toast. Yeah. Buddy, Buddy put up a really great joke um, on Facebook. He says, where did the one-legged waitress work? Um, I don't understand, buddy. You'll have to explain it to me. I don't, I don't get it. <laughs> okay, so number six. <laughs> Okie dokie. Olive Garden. So with this list, I basically realized that I progressively get fancier as the list goes. <laughs> like, it just teeters in that direction. Is this direction. where you're going to lose me after this? I don't know. Like, I, I have hope that you're, you hang with me. But I, Olive Garden's really good. They're potato soup and the breadsticks. That's, that's it. What I'm finding out is the restaurants you like are the ones that I've only been to like three times <laughs> in my entire life. Which means you and I just need to go eat there more. And then I'm I steal everybody's pepperoncinis from the salad. Because I don't like the salad, so I just steal everybody's pepperoncinis. Any restaurant where it's like unlimited salad and breadsticks, like it's a, a place that the Lord has blessed very um, much. Of course. Kevin says Olive Garden is more like the McDonald's of casual dining. That's true. That's very true. It's good though. It is good. Okay, number five. I used to think it was the fanciest place you could ever eat <laughs> as a child. Cracker Barrel. Cracker Barrel is good. Cracker Barrel is good. We just went there when we did our um, our basically massive church road trip to Texarkana. Yep. We ate there. And yep. so here's, here's what's happening as I'm making these lists. I'm learning about me, guys. And <laughs> I'm learning, as you can tell, that I like breakfast food for dinner. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Which is why you can see pancakes featured on this list twice. I didn't know that breakfast twice. had to be, it was a law that it had to be in the morning. No! It's not morning. It's not called morning no. food. It's breakfast. So for sure. Take a break, eat fast. <laughs> for, for sure. It. Cracker Barrels, Barrels? Cracker Barrels. Cracker Barrels. <laughs> um, Cracker Barrels breakfast menu is excellent. It's super good. I really, really like it. So I have Takes to be honest. To I've agreed with most of this list, but I don't feel like Cracker Barrels should be that high up. Uh, it's right there in the middle of the pack. Like, they've got good like dinner food too. Yeah, and you can get you I... can you can get eggs with chicken, so you can eat it before it was head feathers. I'm not. And I'm, after I feel like feathers. most of their menu is very repetitive, <laughs> and I'm like, what do I want? Do I want chicken or oh look, there's chicken? Or I wonder if they there's all oh, look there's there's chicken, and, and it's all, and... it's a bit repetitive. Oh, that... I'm sorry, sorry, it's nothing. I still eat at Cracker Barrel. I think Barrel, you hurt your mama's feelings. Pastor Nicole says Cracker Barrel's great. <laughs> Buddy says that Cracker Barrel is the first place that he ever bought Serena dinner, but it wasn't oh. a date. So, right? I read that correctly? Okay. So, you know, it's a place of love. It's a place of, you know, friend zoning, you know, whichever. And they have um, a cool shop. They do have a cool shop. They do. Okay, number four. On the list. Da, da, da. The Cheesecake Factory. Mm, that's where you lose I've been there twice. Me. Why do I? You do not have to eat the cheesecake. Eat I, the other I just, food. <laughs> I don't think it's that great. I understand. I understand. The it's, only reason it's on there is because I like the cheesecake. Yeah. Like I'm pushing the menu. I think that's the reason why everybody goes there. Like, we don't care about sense. the menu. Just go ahead and let's get to the dessert. <laughs> <laughs> With it in Which the Which is name. why it's Cheesecake Factory, yeah. not... Pasta factory or steak factory. <laughs> I'd for sure go to a place called the Pasta Factory. 
Like, they used to be sure in Charlotte. There. there used to be a <laughs> place called the Spaghetti Warehouse. And Done. when you'd go, it was literally a warehouse building. They had old trolley cars, and you would eat in the trolley car. Best spaghetti ever. That sounds amazing. I just, so, okay, as we get toward these, this answer and the next answer are mo most, I don't know how I'm talking right now, are mostly out of, like, sentimental reasons, because whenever George and I go out for dinner, we'll typically, not every time, but if we're, like, on a date, we'll share a piece of cheesecake. So, like, that's what, this is a date place that George and I will go to. So I this see. is, like, a nice tender heart moment of why this restaurant is so high. But the Shavers, this is also the place where Johnny and Holly asked us to be the godparents of Arabella and Ben. So Aww. sentiment, sentimental things. Sentimental. But I mean, I feel like the food is good. Yeah. Once, once again, I've been there twice. So well done. <laughs> You're consistent. I, hey, that's what, what I'm known as. I, I appreciate that. Number two. Oh, just kidding. We're on three. We're not even on two. I'm so sorry. P.F. Chang's. P.F. Chang's is so good. It's, it's good. It's a good one. It's not great, but it's good. Side note, we just hit our 100th comment of the day. Deborah Ann Aldridge was our 100th commenter. Congratulations. Great job. So ordinarily, with all these restaurants, I have to... I, I said it last time. I have to know my order. Like, I have to have been there multiple times. P.F. Chang's was my exception to the rule because I've only eaten there two times, but it's rocked my world both times I've gone and that's why it's so high on the list, for sure. It's a good one. The lettuce wraps are excellent. Oh, that's true, I forgot about those. Number two. Dun, dun, dun. Carabas! Um, I've never eat, ate there. This was mine and George's very first eat. date. So it's, this is all sentimental, <clears throat> this is. Never been there. Is it good? Yes. It's good. It's Italian food. I like Italian food. It's really, really good. I, I enjoy Carabas a lot. This is where George took me on our very, very first date. It was, it was sweet. We used to go there all the time in Fayetteville. But is the food number two worthy or is the sentiment number two worthy? I think it's more sentiment. That's what it's so sounding like. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> Probably. But here we go, number one, number one, and Deborah Ann guessed it. Our number one restaurant is Amelie's, the restaurant chain that to end all restaurant chains. Is it a chain? I didn't know it was a chain. Yes, there are four of them. I was yep. wondering why you. Knew. Pastor said that he wondered that this is. I said earlier, there's a reason why I knew how many re restaurants there had to be because Amelie's just fits in under the wire. <laughs> but it oh is God. the best. It has food, like food, food, and it's good food. The desserts are amazing. The coffee is good. The ambiance of the place is awesome. George and I will specifically drive to Charlotte just to go eat there and then come home. But I feel like a chain would be in multiple states. It'd there be in are. Different states. It's in Georgia. It's in South Carolina. Yeah. Boom. Take I that. knew that. I knew it was coming, so I, I was prepared. I I've, never, I've actually never been to Omelie, so <gasps> no, I don't know. We have Wait, failed you. Yeah, I've never been. How is Jade, Jade's been, but I, I've never been. Jade. Yeah, y'all took Jade whenever. Me, oh, when y'all went to the Philippines. Yep. That's why we thought you had been. No, nope, I've never been there. Guys, Buddy just said he's Can never been to my top four. 
Paul's never been to Amelie's. What I'm hearing, people of the church, live on location. We need to go to Amelie's some Sunday afternoon after church. Like, yep. hunker down, wait another 45 minutes, and let's go. It is outside of Charlotte. There are mm -hmm. three locations inside of Charlotte, but then it's also franchised other places. It's yep. so good. So those are my top 10 favorite franchise chain restaurants. Let me know in the comments if you agree with what they are. I please Paul up until okay. number five. Okay. I'm pretty excited about this. <laughs> um, this is a rare occurrence. I hope to keep making you pleased with these decisions. It, but was, it was a lot better than your fast food chains. That was kind true. of disappointing on that. I'll that take was it. Disappointing. <laughs> right now we're going to, as a group, we're just going to stay here for just a couple seconds. We're going to say today's daily confession together, and then we're going to hop over to What's the Word with Pastor Brian, daily confession number four, and join your voice with ours as we say <clears> these things. God is so good. Confession number four. Bum -ba -da. Every weapon formed against us is exposed, will not prosper, and is destroyed in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Amen. We thank you for being with us. And stick around right now. Take this opportunity to share the broadcast because we're about to dive into the word with Pastor Brian, the man who would be king. We'll see you in just a second. Hey everybody, love you. Welcome to today's What's the Word. So glad to have you. If you haven't shared the broadcast already, uh, we just ask that you share that. Uh, there's people that need to hear this uh, word today and uh, we just praise God for you. Uh, we're on YouTube and Facebook and uh, Twitter and Periscope and uh, we just praise God for you. Thank you. Uh, buddy, I need it the other way, please. And uh, Let's go to 2 Samuel chapter 11, and we've been talking about David and the man who would be king. In the man who would be king, we're looking at anybody who would be a president, a CEO. We're looking at anybody who would be a shift supervisor, who would be a Sunday school teacher, who would just be a Christian a Christian that is called to disciple other people. Lord, we just thank you that you have called us. And Father, we give ourselves. We want to study to show ourselves approved. We thank you for your goodness. We thank you, Father, for your mercy. Lord, help us to see the things that we need to see. Help us to be the people that we need to be. Thank you, Father, for your goodness and your mercy. We praise you and worship you, and we give you all of the glory. Lord, we just ask that the Holy Ghost would pull out of these scriptures today. Show us how to be the best leader, not just in the church, but in every area of our life, in our home, in our family. Show us how to be the best leader at our job. Lord, in every social climate, show us how to be the leader that you've called us to be, and we thank you for it. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, if you haven't seen uh, yesterday, 
Uh, one of the things that happened yesterday uh, was that we were talking about just uh, 2 Samuel chapter 11 and verse 1. And let me read this to you. Then it happened in the spring at the time when the kings go out to battle that David sent Joab and his servants with him and all Israel. And they destroyed the sons of Ammon and besieged Reba. But David stayed at Jerusalem. Now, what's very interesting about this is this was the time when he should have been with his uh, army. He should have been there. That's where the kings were. He was out of place. And because of that, he's tempted with a temptation. He's not in his place. And then he's tempted with a temptation that he falls for. And all of a sudden, this affects the rest of his life in a negative way. And one of the things that we were talking about is, it's so important for us to inquire of the Lord and seek the Lord and go after him with every that we have. It's so important for us to do that. And uh, if we don't do that, many times we'll find ourselves out of place. And these are the places where mistakes can be made. And this, these are the places where it can really cost us uh, in our future. And we don't want to do that. We want to be fruitful in everything that we do. Right now at this place, David is being idle. He's not being fruitful. He's being idle. And one of the things that we talked about was that it doesn't seem like it's a big deal. It seems like, hey, he's just taking a vacation. He's been, you know, I imagine David's thoughts were, I've been fighting for a long time. I'm staying home. I'm king. And this attitude, actually, this uh, attitude of, I deserve something... We always need to watch that. This is something where many leaders, uh, anytime you have a I deserve mentality, you always want to take a look at it and make sure that you're not coming at the wrong heart. Always check, always check when you start thinking I deserve. And uh, I think one of the best things to look at is through Christ, yes, we deserve certain things, but only through Christ. Many times when we're thinking, I deserve, I don't like the words even, but many times when we're thinking, I deserve, it's really based on our corrupted flesh. Well, I've been working hard. I, I deserve a break, you know. And, and many times this thinking will cause us to overlook what does God want us to do? So a good godly leader is always going to say, Lord, I'm inquiring of you no matter what I see, no matter what I feel, let me check with you. And what I've found in my own life and when I've made mistakes is that many times I'm not actually checking with the Lord when I've made mistakes. I'm just, I'm just going and I'm doing what I feel like. But if I'll stop and I'll just set it as a check, hey, let me check this. Then all of a sudden I'll check with the Lord. He sees everything. He knows what I need to be doing, what I don't need to be doing. And he'll have me in the right place at the right time doing the right thing. And so if you missed yesterday's, we had some really, really good conversations. And I would highly recommend go back and watch that. Uh, go and uh, check that archive and check Check it out. But anyway, going into the rest of this, one of the things I said yesterday was this, was that the thing that I love about the Bible is that all of the heroes in the Bible, it doesn't just show their good side. It shows their bad side as well. Well, and I, it's honest. 
You know, it's not that we don't have to deal with our flesh. It's not that we're not in a corrupted world. It, it doesn't paint a picture like they never had wrong thoughts. They never messed up. And that really not only does it give me hope, but it also helps me to see how to avoid those situations. And this is a chapter that we need to avoid the same kind of temptation. So let's just go through here and take a couple of looks at it. Second uh, Samuel chapter 11. So... Verse 1, we know that David, in the time where kings went out to battle, David stayed home. Verse 2, now when evening came, David arose from his bed and walked around on the roof of the king's house. And from the roof, he saw a woman bathing. And the woman was very beautiful in appearance. And then it says, verse 3, so David sent and inquired about this woman. And one said, is this not Bathsheba, the daughter of Eliam, the wife of Uriah, the Hittite? Now, what I want you to see here is this. Where was the mistake made? You know, all right, first of all, David didn't, it doesn't appear that David inquired of the Lord whether or not to go to battle or stay home. That's the first mistake. The second mistake is he probably had an I deserve mentality. Now, I don't know that uh, for a fact, but I know many times when we're in this situation, that's what we're thinking. This is why when I see on Facebook and I'll see somebody you know, say, you deserve it. What they're really saying is you, the person, have been working hard in the flesh, and now what you've done is you deserve it. But if we know that God's the source of everything, I'm not the source of that hard work. I'm not the source of knowing what to do. I'm not, if it wasn't for God, I wouldn't even know what to do right. If it wasn't for God, I wouldn't have a heart to do right. And so when I give God glory, I don't take the credit for it. That means I don't deserve that. God deserves the glory. Now, why do I, now through Christ you may deserve some things, but that's because Christ basically empowered us by his love to deserve something. So if I deserve something, it's because he loves me, not because I did it, not because I'm at that place. So many times, even when I see people say, you deserve it, what they're really looking at is the work that I've done, and you skip over the source of God that was behind all of that. You know, even if I make good choices, now, one of the things we talk about a lot is where in Mark 10, where the rich young ruler comes up to Jesus and he says, good master. And uh, all of a sudden Jesus says something really funny. He says, there's only one good and that's God. In other words, if there was ever a man on the earth that could have received a compliment, it would have been Jesus. He did everything perfect. He was good in that way. But yet he takes that compliment, shows us exactly what we should do, and he funnels that compliment straight up to the Father. He says, look, God's the one who's good. Worship him, praise him. And so many times what we need to do is we need to recognize and give credit where credit is due. And this is always to the Father. He's the source of every good and perfect gift. And so when we do that, we won't get in the wrong thinking. So the first thing that David did is he gets in the wrong thinking. It appears he sits there. He's not in the right place, not where God has him. And then here's the issue. It wasn't a sin for him to walk on the balcony. It wasn't a sin for him to catch a glimpse of this woman, Bathsheba. It wasn't a sin for that. Where was the sin? Where was the mess up? The mess up was 
So he was inquiring about her. In other words, and in order to inquire about her, he had to keep thinking on her. So in other words, in his mind, he saw something that was appealing to the flesh, right? There's no way to change that. She was appealing to the flesh. But there is a way to change what his thoughts were. He didn't take those thoughts captive. The thoughts that he was having about her were not something that he should be having or be having worthy of praise. And many times when people say, well, I was just thinking about it. I never did anything. Well, I promise you, you keep thinking about it, you will do the wrong thing. Uh, A good leader stops negative thoughts in their tracks. Please put that in the comments. A good leader stops negative thoughts in their tracks. It doesn't allow them to stay at all. I found with myself, when, I, when I've when i messed up in the past, it almost always had to do with my thought life. It almost always had to do with that. So when I start thinking, uh, matter of fact, like just last night, I got a piece of news in, uh, just, you know, dealing with church business, got a piece of news in about somebody that could potentially be negative. Immediately, I felt the pressure of that negative thought. And even when I woke up this morning, I felt that pressure again. Well, I've learned what to do with that now. If I sit there on that thought, the thing that I will fear will start to produce itself. I can't afford to keep that thought there. I must stop that negative thought in its tracks. And how do I do it? I just started praising God. Thank you, Lord, you're working this out. Thank you. You are giving people strength to walk in love. Thank you, Father, for this goodness. Now, what am I doing? I'm actually stepping away from the negative. I'm starting to give God praise and God inhabits the praises of his people. I need God in that situation, but I'm not going to have God in that situation if I don't take that thought captive. So that seems very innocent, and yet this is where the battle is won or lost. So a good leader truly recognizes uh, the importance of Philippians 4 and verse 8, where it talks about taking every thought captive, and what you dwell on, it encapsulates it and wraps it all up by saying this, only think and only dwell on things that are worthy of praise. And I I came up with this statement based on that scripture. If it doesn't make you raise your hands and praise God, you shouldn't be thinking about it. You shouldn't be thinking about it. Now, we'll have to face realities. We'll have to face issues and problems and negatives. But when we face those issues and problems, we should immediately turn to God and say, God, but you're working it out. You are always leading me to triumph right now. And right now, I'm going to have all the things that you want to have. I'm going to have your promises, your goodness manifest in this issue. And when you turn to the faith of that, all of a sudden... You are, you are allowing God. It's like you're opening up the gate for Jesus to come in and start to work supernaturally in that problem. This is where the battle was won or lost. And I've seen it for years now. And I'll tell you, I learned it because I did it wrong for so long. Well, here's David and he has a negative thought. It's a temptation. It's not a sin for him to be walking up there. It's not a sin for him to catch a glimpse of her. But immediately he should have turned away. You know, immediately he should have taken that thought captive. A good leader does flees from temptation, which is something we were saying yesterday. So think about this. As soon as he saw her, should he have continued to look on? No, he should have immediately turned. So, you know, just on to give you an example, 
you know, our TV and, you know, what's considered okay today is not okay with the Bible. You know, there's temptation, you know, there's a, a statement in entertainment, sex sells. Why is that a statement? Because it does, because people who will not uh, take control of their flesh, they will be motivated uh, by those lustful things. And so on our commercials and all kinds of stuff, there's stuff we should never be watching. And so I've tried to make it a habit. I don't always do this. I haven't always done it. I've missed it at times. But for the most part, if something comes on the TV screen or watching a movie or something, and it's not godly, and it's not something that I want Jesus sitting next to me watching, then I'll immediately turn my head. I don't want to see that. You know, and if you think about it, I don't have to start a movie uh, if I know that that's in there. There's actually a very good website that kind of shows you what's in movies called commonsensemedia.org, and it'll give you what's in the movie uh, without ruining the whole plot. It'll show you some of the elements in there, and we, we've used that for quite some time, commonsensemedia.org. Thank you, buddy, for putting that up. Uh, let's put it in the uh, full comments. But the other thing is, uh, if, in the movie, I can figure that out, but maybe in a TV show that's just uh, going live for the first time, I might not know, or a commercial. You know, I mean, there's some commercials out there uh, that as soon as you see them, you need to turn away. In other words, don't sit there and just keep looking at it. And here's the other thing. Once, if you do see something, stop thinking about it. Get it out of your mind. Say, Lord, and this is where we were talking about yesterday, one of the confessions. I hate sin. I hate sin. I love righteousness, and I'm anointed. This is a confession that we have. I hate sin, I love righteousness, and I'm anointed. Glory to God. Amen. Rebecca says she's been using that site uh, for years. It works wonderfully. Amen. That It was a tool that the Lord showed us to use to help us keep away from stuff we don't need to be seen. And so we want to take those thoughts. If I, if I, let's say that I'm watching TV, a commercial pops up, and it shows something that I really shouldn't be thinking on. And uh, let me just say this, because this chapter really revolves around a sexual lust. Let me just say this. When you, when you see something, you know, somebody doesn't have to be naked in order for the wrong thought to be there. Uh, you have levels of this, and, uh, and you can apply this in, in different ways. But uh, somebody doesn't have to be naked. In other words, you could just see some lady in a bathing suit, you know, uh, running across the screen, and that calls the wrong thoughts and the wrong ideas. So that's not a show you need to be watching all the time. That's not something you need to see. So don't just say, well, they're not, they're not naked, so I don't need to see it. If it causes you to think something that you don't think Jesus would be thinking, then you probably don't need to be watching it. Just utilize that as a standard in your life. If it causes you to think on something, and that doesn't just have to be like in of a sexual nature. How about this? I actually had a situation not too long ago where the family was playing a game and uh, that later that night, we played this one game, and as soon as we started playing it, it was something like a digital game online. And as soon as we started playing that game, I felt a check in my spirit. And we went on and played it for a few minutes and then turned it off, but we stayed there too long. That night, 
we had like an, a spiritual attack. I said, Lord, where'd this come from? He said, you shouldn't, have wa- you shouldn't have watched any more of that game. You should have immediately turned it off. If something causes a check in your spirit, then deal with it. It can be, you know, a lot of people will watch horror movies. That's like the worst thing that you can do. Put in death, gore, blood, and fear. Those are all things that the devil uses. That's not what God uses. And so it's one of those things. A lot of times I've dealt with people that have had demonic oppression. And one of the common threads of demon-possessed people is that they'll watch horror movies. Not all of them, but many of them, that's what they enjoy. Stop doing that. Don't put that garbage in there. Why put in something that's going to cause your life to be lived at a lower level? So it's just one of those things. Amen. All right, so what could David do? First of all, inquire of God. You know, here's some things that David should have done. He should have inquired of God. Two, he should have been in his place. Three, he should have immediately turned away. Four, he should have stopped thinking about this thought. All right. And then he says, and then he goes so far as to involve other people. He inquires like, who is this? I want to know who this is. You know, uh, today that would look like this. You know, let me go see if I can find them on Facebook or Instagram. (laughs) That's what that would look like today. Don't do that. Don't even do that. Leave it alone. Walk away and see if, and let me help you with this. If you're having that thought, If you're having a thought about somebody or something that you shouldn't, right? Listen, if your issue is food, don't subscribe to all the food channels. Don't subscribe to Instagram food, you know, or or Facebook food. Don't do that. Don't. I mean, it sounds simple, but fast from those things, you know, fast from those things to break that bondage. Don't put that. Don't put the temptation right in front of your face. And, and you think, well, food's not the same as David. If your heart is convicted over it, it's sin. If your heart's convicted, it's sin. And you keep on, it's sin. So don't do that. It's going to affect your conscience. And if your conscience is uh, affected, if your conscience is uh, just made uh, to be wrong and feel wrong. When you pray, the Bible says, if your conscience is affected, then he says, when your faith, when you pray, your faith won't work. So I can sit there and just put that stuff in and then feel bad about it. And I'm thinking about it. I never even ate it, but I'm thinking about it because I shouldn't have been looking at it. Now when I pray, my faith doesn't work. So you just have to repent. You go back and say, Lord, I ask for your forgiveness. I ask for your supernatural help. Jesus, my high priest, I boldly approach the throne of grace in Hebrews chapter 4. And he said, I think it's verse 16. I boldly approach the throne of grace and I find help in time of need. If I'm having thoughts like that, I'm dealing with something or something that's challenging me, challenging my faith, challenging my conscience, then I need to deal with that and I need to take that thought captive and move back to something that's worthy of praise. So let's say that I have a wrong thought in my head and I'm having a hard time uh, getting it out. Here's what you can do. Number one, you need to be filled with the Holy Ghost. One of the best things you can do is start praying in the Holy Spirit because it says when you pray in the Holy Spirit, you build yourself up on the most holy faith. 
In other words, how can I be on a holy faith if I keep thinking about that? Praying in the Holy Ghost will help me to eject that. I start meditating. I'll take that thought. I'll throw it away and I'll start meditating on God. One of the things that helps me is I just kind of picture myself in the throne room of heaven at, at my father's feet, worshiping him and praising him. Lord, you're so good. I start putting in my mouth praises. I start confessing his goodness and his mercy, his help. Lord, I praise you. You're wonderful. I love you, Lord. I hate sin. I love righteousness and I'm anointed. Thank you for saving me. Thank you for helping me. Thank you for taking me to the places that I need to be. And when you do these things, you'll actually, you know, just right there, as soon as I start doing that, other thoughts that I had left. And one of the things is when you start confessing the right things out of your mouth out loud, it will take over what you're thinking. Uh, and when, because your mind will have to start thinking on that. And so you can, you can change what you're thinking simply by confessing the right things. Hallelujah. So then he goes, verse three, he inquires about the woman. He finds out who she is. And then he finds out she's married uh, to Uriah. David sent messengers and took her. Hear that. David sent messengers and took her. And when she came to him, he lay with her or he slept with her. All right. Now, here's the thing. Now, David, he involved other people. Can you imagine being the person who's trying to live godly? Isn't this a nation going after God? What do you think about the person who says, uh, the king wants Uriah's wife to come visit him? He just calls these people to have their conscience defiled as well. This may be one of the worst part, portions of the whole thing. I think it's skipped over all the time. Is that he caused one of the sheep that he's called the lead as a shepherd over Israel. He calls one of them to be involved in this and potentially, potentially, Calls their whole conscience to be defiled. And now their faith's not working. It's one of the worst parts of it is now he's involved other people. And then he sleeps with her. So now you can see where his thoughts uh, took him. Jade says, I remember watching a movie years ago uh, before going after Jesus. That movie affected me, knowing now that movie had a spiritual hold over me. That's exactly what can happen. And that, you know, I found that many, many people have major, let me just, let me just speak on this. I have found that many people have major problems in their life, their family, and in, in everything that they do because of what they're putting in. It affects us more than we know. Many people have doors opened up that we have no idea about. Let me, I'll give you three of them just off the top of my head, just basic categories. Uh, when you have games that deal with demonic type creatures, games with demonic type creatures, uh, Pokemon falls into that. That's one of them. Uh, if you have uh, things that open yourself up to any spiritual activity, uh, one of the major ones of that is yoga. And man, you open that up in a Christian form, you will get a fight and you'll see the spirit that's backing it. I mean, if you put that out online right now today, there will be a bunch of people that will comment on that. And another thing is, is horror movies. And both, all three of those are ways of opening up doors in the spirit. And you don't want to do that. You don't want to do that. I've watched as people had major issue, issue after issue after issue 
uh, with those things. And they're constantly opening up the door spiritually by watching things like that. It's not stuff that you want to do. You know, I, it's interesting because some people, some people will say, you know, well, it's not a big deal. Yeah, you're not the one that's been casting out the demons. I, I've been doing that and dealing with those issues. I know what fruit they produce. And uh, I had recently, I had somebody that was talking about yoga and there was a, a lady actually from India and she had gotten uh, delivered and had, had used to be like a yoga master. And this woman had gotten delivered and set free from Christ. And then all of a sudden uh, they ran into somebody that I know and uh, that person said, yeah, I know Brian. He's been saying this for, for years. And she said, whoever your friend Brian is, uh, they're wise because they know what they're talking about. And uh, it's one of those things where you don't realize actually you have to always watch the influence of things. Always pay attention. Just drop that in the comments. Always pay attention to the influence when it was manufactured. Always pay attention to the influence when it was manufactured. One time, um, one time, yeah, I'm not a fan of Harry Potter either, Hannah. I see that. I'm not a fan. Um, you know, you're, you're dealing in the witchcraft and magic and stuff like that. And, and listen, they're, what they, a lot of times what they do is they emulate uh, many of the things. Uh, they emulate many of the things that are actually are of God. But the, here's the problem. They don't attribute God as the source. And that's where you have to watch it. Uh, one time I was, my dad grew up in the era where uh, the Beatles were very famous and I remember I was listening to some of their music one time, and I just didn't feel right about it. And I wasn't even walking really strongly after the Lord, but I could tell, like, something's not feeling right, and I'd been listening to their music. And uh, I started, I think I'd bought the CD set, like at Blockbuster or something. Uh, they had some music CDs there. I'd bought something. And uh, I got that music. I was listening to it one day, and, and the Lord said, you have to always pay attention to the influence. And, and what I realized is this, when I preach, the influence of the Holy Ghost is the backing agent if I'm preaching the Word. And there are spiritual things. What's important, uh, the words are important, but equally as important is what's going out with the words. Our words are like an envelope. What's inside the envelope is the spiritual thing. So in music, the words are the envelope, but what's inside? What was the influence when that was created? What was the influence when that was created? Because we know that when we preach, spiritual things are imparted. That's why it's important to be in church and to receive that and to be under good spirit-led teaching. And people that don't just say they have faith, people that actually live faith and, and have the inheritance of the promises. They have the manifestation of the promises, like Hebrews 6, 12. Follow those who by faith and patience inherit the promises. So if you, don't, if you have somebody who's always talking about faith and patience, talking about the promises, but they never inherit the promises, that's not the person to follow. He says, follow the one who inherits the promises. Follow the one who inherits the promises. And so uh, you want to be under that. Why? Because the person who inherits the promises will be imparting those spiritual promises, imparting spiritual things, and that's the influence on it. So going back to the Beatles, one of the things that happened was I was sitting there and um, the Lord said, you got to watch the influence. 
An, another one that I used to, I really, really liked, I enjoyed it in the flesh, uh, was I really enjoyed The Doors, uh, the music group The Doors. But I can tell you, I, if I just turn on their music for 10 minutes, I'm going to be in a different place and it's, it's not better. Uh, there's an influence on that music, but why? Because when they were making all that music, uh, they were they were on a lot of drugs, opening up the door. To, that's a, one of the problems with drugs is you open up the doors to spiritual uh, work. And so they're opening up these spiritual doors and they were under a demonic influence. And you can feel that when, if you're sensitive to the things of the spirit, you can actually feel that. And uh, it's the same thing with the Beatles. But if you look at the Beatles, when they were making their music, they were also under the influence of drugs. They were also under the influence of Anton LaVey, uh, who was the leader of the Church of Satan. They were under all kinds of influence. And that influence is spiritually still packaged in the music. And so you have to, you know, if you think we just live in a physical world, then you've missed the point of everything that's written in here. Uh, the core of this is we have a physical world that's based on the foundation of a spiritual world, and we have to input the right spiritual things, and the physical world will then respond. You see that in... Um, Deuteronomy 30, 19, where it says, make this choice, choose today death and life. And we know that death and life are in the power of the tongue. And he says that I call heaven and earth to witness or to testify of the choice that you make. I'd call heaven and earth, all you know, the physical and the spiritual authority and the physical to testify of the spiritual choice you make by speaking godly words or speaking ungodly words, they're going to line up with what you do spiritually. And so we understand in Hebrews 11.3 that the things that we see were made from things which are not visible, which do not appear. And so we see that what we see physically and touch and feel with our senses, what we see is actually based on a foundation of spiritual things. And so if we change the spiritual root, the fleshly world and the physical world changes. That's how healing takes place. That's how deliverance takes place. That's how all of the supernatural power of God takes place. We change the root and it'll change the physical fruit. And so in order to change the root, uh, the devil is constantly trying to send us packages with, uh, which may look innocent on the surface, but inside of it is a negative spiritual consequence. And he changes that little bit of thinking. He gives us that little temptation. Uh, he touches that addiction that may be in our life. And all of a sudden, if we don't deal with that, and we take that thought captive and cast it down, then all of a sudden that thing's going to be a seed that will come to fruit until we deal with it. We must not allow those things to come to harvest, but the best thing is never receive the seed of it. Just put in the godly things, then you don't even have to deal with it. And it's awesome. So this is one of the things that David did. So the same thing dealing with our sowing and reaping. When we change the spiritual fruit or the spiritual root, then we will change the physical fruit. You know, as people even give, in their giving, they can sow. See, they are giving money or they're giving their time or their resources. They're sowing that into the kingdom of God. But here's the thing about seed time and harvest. If our heart is attached, 
It's always a spiritual transaction. Why? Because it's supposed to be giving not out of force and pressure or fear, but giving out of love. When we attach love to a physical seed, now it becomes a spiritual transaction. And so when we plant that seed of that spiritual transaction, all of a sudden there has to be a supernatural spiritual manifestation that changes the root and then it brings about a physical fruit of a harvest that's abundant. Amen. Amen. Glory to God. So uh, today, if you'd like to sow into the ministry and what we're doing, you're welcome to on Facebook do hashtag donate with the amount that follows, uh, or you can go to givebc.org. But I just pray that the spiritual fruit in your life, whether it be a financial seed or whether it be just the seed of what you're putting in by what you're watching on TV and movies and social media, all of these things. I said um, at some point in the past week, I talked about doing in a media fast, and uh, I found that when I got all the worldly stuff out of my life, man, the manifestation of peace just came all over my life. I mean, it was tremendous. The manifestation of the peace of God was beautiful. It was astounding. But what had I done? I'd watched what was influencing me. I'd watched what, what I was putting into my eyes and ears and into my mind. And all I was doing was meditating on the things of God. And I'm telling you, I walked in a year of just peace and power. And it, it kept on for a while. And uh, so I'm getting ready to do it again. I'm going to go back in. And I can also tell you, it changed my habits. My habits changed when I did that. So no matter if we're sowing the seeds of finances or we're sowing the seeds of fasting, you know, from what we put in, it always has a spiritual manifestation if it's a spiritual action. And so even today as you sow, Lord, I just pray right now that as people give and as they sow into your kingdom, Lord, change that spiritual root. Help all of us to see the importance of sowing with a heart of abounding giving, sowing with cheerful giving, sowing with love. And we turn that physical seed into a supernatural one, and then it brings about a supernatural result. When you give, don't you want a supernatural result, or do you want just a regular old physical one? How do you want, if I, see, if I just give, well, he's asking me to give something, so I'm just going to give something, you know. There's, there's no supernatural multiplication on that. But when I say, Lord, I love you and I believe in you and your kingdom. I thank you for what you've done for me. And because you first loved me, I'm going to love you. And love is giving for you. Uh, God so loved the world that he gave. And because I love you, I'm going to give to you. It's coming out of my heart of love. And I just love you, Lord. I believe in you. Even if I don't have all the finances that I need in the next few weeks, I trust you. You're my source. You're the love of my life and I give with that heart of cheerful and abounding giving. I sow my love. Now all of a sudden you have a supernatural seed and that supernatural seed brings about a supernatural harvest. I want you to have a supernatural harvest. So don't just give just to be given. Don't give under compulsion. Well, I feel guilty if I don't give. Don't do that. No, just take time. 
to purpose in your heart why you're given, what you're given. And see, this little change right here, this can change everything in your finances. I mean, it can change everything in your finances. And, and it will. I just believe that it will. And I'm excited for it. And I'm excited to hear your testimonies. Lord, right now, thank you for showing us our heart. Lord, shine your light on our heart to give. Shine your light on our heart to sow seed and help us see where we need to turn it into more cheerful. Help us see where we need to turn it into more abounding and walk in your love when we give. And then, Lord, I just ask that you will multiply it, that you will multiply it to the fullness of your will on earth as it is in heaven. Let it be blessed, pressed down, shaken together, running over, be, let it be returned in a, abundance of harvest in their lives. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Glory to God. Well, Barrett's right here. She's getting ready to give you some information as we step into tomorrow. And uh, it's going to be awesome. Amen. Vanessa says, and the workers are worthy of their hire. They are. We, we're supposed to take that into account and say, you know what? They're working hard to give us the word, which is the true food of our life. And they're worthy of it. Lord, I want to bless them. I want to bless the workers. And uh, when we do that, God sees that stuff. It changes. Matter of fact, I was on the phone with somebody yesterday talking about that exact thing. And when I took that to another level in my life, Everything in our finances changed. I mean, everything changed and went multiple levels higher in Jesus' name. So, glory to God. Are you ready, Barrett? I'm ready, sir. All right. Here you go. Y'all see you tomorrow. Well, thank you so much for joining us today on the Lunch Plus broadcast. And tomorrow we have another awesome episode in store for you. We have the Mentos Challenge. It's myself versus Pastor versus Buddy versus Marky. Who do you think is going to win? Like, this is, it's going to, it's going to blow your mind. It's going to be amazing. And then after that, we are going to have Pastor and Buddy on tomorrow's Q&A. And from what I hear, the question is a good one. If you have questions that you are curious about understanding, things that you've just always wanted to know, then go to whatsright.com. By the way, we have a live studio audience. I'll get back to that, but that was sweet baby Ben. If you have questions that you are looking to get answered, you can go to whatsright.com, W-R-I-G-H-T, and you will be able to submit them there. And then after that, we are going to have a time of what's unfortunate. It's always such a great segment. Plus, what's the word coming up? But if you are ever wanting to be a part of our live studio audience, we film the What's Right Lunch Plus broadcast here in-house at Boomerang Church in Albemarle. If you would like to come and be a part of the studio audience, you are able to do that. Just send us a message. We'd love to have you here Monday through Friday, 1145 in the morning. But if you can't be here live, we will be back tomorrow live on the broadcast, 1145 a.m. And we love you so much. Thank you for being here and we'll see you tomorrow.